Warning, this show has been known to cause certain side effects in listeners and participants alike. Symptoms include a positive outlook on life, wanting to try new things, and a renewed faith in humanity. Enjoy at your own risk. Hey there, and welcome to the I Like to Like Things podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and thanks for joining me. I don't think I have to tell you that the world can be a dark and scary place for us all. And I'm here to help you get through the miasma of that negativity one episode at a time. And to accomplish this, I have a guest tell me about their favorite thing. And we get to share in their enthusiasm. Now the catch is, I'm not already a fan of their thing. However, I realize that it's easy to like something as long as I had an excited person explaining why their thing was great. And so this podcast and all its potential positive feelings is born from that. And for today's episode, we have Matt Sen from Wrestle Life Radio. Matt, how's it going? Dude, I am doing really well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I knew your thing, which we'll get to, I knew somebody eventually was going to come on the show and do this. Like, yeah. it was it was a... It was a... It, it, it was a foregone conclusion. So right. you are, you are, you get to, you're the lucky one because I knew awesome. somebody was going to mention it eventually. Yeah, I'm so glad, man. <laughs> I am so glad. And uh, I'm so, excited to share. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about Wrestle Life Radio. So Wrestle Life Radio, we have two podcasts a week. Uh, we do a weekend review podcast that comes out every Wednesday, uh, discussing what happened in the last week between Raw, SmackDown, and All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite, which is on Wednesday night. Um, and of course, Raw and SmackDown are WWE. We also have a special episode every Saturday. Most of the time, we interview independent wrestlers because we want to help them get their name out. Uh, so we do oh, that. Great. We also have other types of episodes. Like one of my favorites is called The Best and the Worst, where we take one of the best things <laughs> to ever happen in professional wrestling uh, and then one of the absolute worst things to ever happen. And we show it to someone that isn't necessarily a fan of wrestling and get their feedback. So that's a lot of fun to do as well. So you have people on, I mean, it's kind of like this then, like you're trying to introduce somebody to something too each week. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have all kinds of oh, crazy stuff. Oh, I totally stuff. dig that. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's not just you, though. You have other people on with you? Yeah, so our weekend review show is me, my little brother, and my cousin. Um, and we've been doing it. Me and my cousin started it with another one of my buddies. And we did it about started about a year and a half ago. Um, and then mm. one of my buddy had to drop out, so my little brother came in. And uh, we've been doing it together for around 15, 16 months. And uh, we each take a show and cover it. It's a lot of fun. Man, that's, that's a lot of work. You're a, you're a hardworking man. Like that's, it is that's a, lot, a of work. lot of podcasting. I am really lucky because my wife likes professional wrestling. Uh, so we, we watch it together. It's like one of our hobbies that we do together. So we watch a lot of professional wrestling. See, that's so great. I love hearing when people podcast with their spouses. Yeah. Because like I, I love podcasting with Elise. Like I would I would pick anything and podcast with her. So that's Absolutely. just great, man. That's, she shares your passion. Yes, yeah, really so cool. Great. Yeah, she's on a lot of episodes and uh, she really enjoys doing it with me and it's it's just such a cool thing to be able to connect together with. And it actually started because I also love American football. I'm a I'm from South Alabama. I'm a huge Crimson Tide fan. And when we first got married, I was going to get her to watch football with me, and she hated it. Like she couldn't stand it. <laughs> so, so I said we should we should try professional wrestling, and she said, 
I don't, I don't think so, but I'll try it with you because I love you. And uh, she fell in that's love with so it. That's so great. And we started watching it. I love that. Uh, that's one of my favorite things. My wife is similar. She she will try anything at least once. And that's yes. one of the main reasons the show is so easy to do. Yeah. Because she'll, she'll be in on it too. So, man, I love having a kindred spirit in that. Uh, the My wife... W- is not as big of an American football fan as me. Like I, I watch NFL all the time. I'm so sad when the season's over. Right. And uh, we had a guy on earlier uh, that talked about University of um, University of Michigan. Yeah. So you probably not a big fan. No. Not a big fan. <laughs> not of Michigan, at all. The Wolverines. Yeah. Uh, and it's so funny. And that was one of the ones that we had the most like controversial talk about because there were people, of course, that were Ohio State fans. Yeah. And Michigan State fans and everything coming in. So that was really funny. But she she likes my fandom of of the NFL, but she won't choose to watch a game but she'll watch it with me she takes she calls them football naps so if i'm watching football she loves the sound of the announcers you know the crowd noise and everything that kind of like is very soothing to her so it's like her asmr and so she'll sit there and just she'll just take a nap and then she wakes up super happy she's like oh cool football's on and then so she'll go (laughs) lay down usually have one of our daughters you know in her arms too and and they're just kind of snuggling and sleeping and it's just adorable and the only thing that wakes me the only thing that wakes them up is when i scream at the tv (laughs) and uh oh my gosh (laughs) oh man so roll tide huh roll Roll tide tide. yes sir there you go yeah there you go uh (laughs) well i could talk nfl all day and and i and i have before but that's not what this podcast is for so so matt uh, what is your thing? My thing is... All Elite Wrestling. So you, you got to be the wrestling guy. I'm the wrestling guy. You got guy. to do it. So I'm You're here. You're the wrestling guy, so yeah. So I'm here. So, okay, so I, I'm passingly familiar with, like, WWE, formerly, okay. of course. When I was a kid, it was WWF. Yep. I... I I kind of remember there being something called like WCW. Yeah, that was. I think that was uh, back in like Ric Flair and Sting and uh, yeah, the New World Order, that kind of stuff. Okay, and then so what is what is AEW then? So All Elite Wrestling is a new company uh, that is global, and it's WWE's biggest American competition. Uh, it's ran okay. by the son of Shad Khan, who's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, named Tony I knew Khan. that name, like right as mm-hmm. you right as you said it. I'm like, oh wait, yeah. that's owner of the Jaguars, right? <laughs> yeah. So Tony runs it. Um, Sean Shot is is a financial backer, and the creative team is a lot of really popular non WWE wrestlers. Your executive vice presidents are. Uh, I'm sure you probably even if you're a passive wrestling fan, you've heard of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. <sighs> that sounds that sounds he, familiar. He was a big I, guy back in the '80s. Um, his son Cody is the one of the executive vice presidents um, as well as the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega who were absolutely gigantic in Japan uh, there are a lot of former WWE guys that are there uh, Chris Jericho is probably the biggest name to most people uh, John Moxley who's name. a current yeah. champion was Dean Ambrose in WWE uh, Matt Hardy is over there and there's a lot of new names that they've been able to introduce to the world that have been wrestling for you know, some of them 20 years 30 years but they're just now getting on a national and global stage and it's really cool 
So you said earlier you said global. Is is WWE yes. not global? Or is WWE it, is. It, it, so oh, it WWE is. Okay. is one of the few companies in the world that's global, and they're still by and large, by far the biggest wrestling company in the world. Um, but you could argue that only a handful of of companies, All Elite Wrestling, New Japan, uh, maybe AAA, are technically global because they do tour overseas, and you can actually watch them. Um, you know, even if you don't live in in the specific country that they're based out of. So I've seen sometimes I've seen like Japanese wrestling and and things. So will there be matches or things? filmed in other countries or is it just that it's it's broadcast to other countries yeah so the plan was for all Elite wrestling to do its first united kingdom tour uh, and wrestling is huge okay. in the uk uh but then COVID really? hit so they had to stop yeah so i didn't know it was big in the uk oh yeah yeah uh, british strong style is a really popular type of wrestling um there the current wwe champion is the first ever british champion WWE champion they've ever had but uh, there have been a lot of of promotions and a lot of wrestlers that came out of the UK that have been uh, pretty widely known they're just usually the bad guys because in America especially in the 80s everyone was so pro USA remember Hulk Hogan and even recently with John <laughs> yeah. Cena right I mean you know right. the military saluting flag carrying guy so a lot of the foreigners are usually played off as villains that's so interesting I now that you say it Yes. Yeah. As as a guy born in the '80s, it was hard to escape, even even for someone who wasn't like a huge fan, not knowing who all those those big names like Hulk Hogan, yeah. Macho Man, mm-hmm. the Ultimate Warrior, yeah. Sting, and then you would get like uh, uh, Andre the Giant. Of course, was, oh, was yeah. a little earlier. Gigantic. And so. So all those names, it's so funny that even people who aren't fans, because like if you ask a passing person like to name like five NFL players that wasn't already a fan, they, there's a good chance they couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, current, but like you could have asked them anybody about like these WWE uh, superstars, and they would know, they would be able to name a ton, which oh, is yeah. really really funny. One hundred percent easy. So how long has AEW been around then? So AEW was officially announced in January of 2019. Um, they just had their one-year anniversary on October 7th, I want to say. I'm not sure of the exact date. But uh, they just had their one-year anniversary show we were able to attend. Because since... Oh, really? Tony, yeah, Tony That's Khan great. is running it. So they're doing 15% capacity in Daly's Place, which is the music stadium that's right next to Everbank Field or TIAA Bank Field where the Jags play. So we've been going weekly on Wednesdays uh, in a very safe environment, and it has just been an absolute blast. Well, I'm, I hate you because I'm super jealous. So that's <laughs> going anywhere sounds that sounds amazing. Going anywhere safely right. sounds amazing. That sounds yeah. incredible. <laughs> I like watching sports on TV, and obviously yes. you do as well. What's the different energy for it being live versus on TV? Because some, like me, I actually don't know if I could enjoy a Super Bowl as much as I would at home with the, the spectacle. But a regular game for me, like nothing beats it when I'm, you know, it, there is a different energy. But in some games I would rather watch at, at home, which is really funny. So what, what's the energy there? It is a completely different experience. Um, and now compared to a a full capacity arena is also very different. 
But, uh, you know, when you watch, and, and even people that aren't wrestling fans, right, if you compare it to football or basketball or hockey, if you are there in the arena, you don't, it, it, there's something different about watching at home than watching the arena. You have that giant energy in the arena and you can feed off of the other fans. When you're at home, you've got your snacks, your bathroom, your couch, your big screen TV, and you hear all the commentary with great views. So it just kind of depends on what you prefer. But there's something different about a wrestling show because a wrestling show isn't, it's not a sport. Wrestling is a performance art, and yes, there's obviously right. These guys are insane athletes, right, guys and girls. Of course, absolutely, but yeah. There is something where fans can actually be a part of the show because you can have the greatest match in the world, and if you have a dead crowd, it brings it down a huge peg. And then you have something like The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, which is a wrestling match, was kind of mediocre, but it had one of the hottest crowds of all time. So that is considered an, a five-star classic, even though, again, the match itself was just okay. Interesting. See, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. I'm so glad that you, you mentioned that, like, uh, that it is not a sport. It's a, it's a, cause like, but then also you led right into what I was saying. It's like, oh, but these, these people, these wrestlers are beyond talented oh, yeah. physically. It's incredible uh, what we're they talking. Do. We're talking because, like, I—I I mean, I'm, I know I'm preaching the choir, but it's like between their their workouts, their acrobatics, mm -hmm. their um, some of the, their comedic timing. Oh yeah, um, you know, because and and all these different things, yeah. And of course, we've seen so many wrestlers go to a different level. Um, of course, The Rock is is one. Yeah. Um, but like John Cena and all those different uh, those different wrestlers eventually made huge leaps into other other categories oh yeah the rock's been like the highest paid actor for three or four years running now and it's crazy my girls absolutely love them i've tried to explain that how much they love the rock is how much like i loved arnold schwarzenegger as a kid right like they're on the like like every generation has that that person yeah. That they just that the, the, that they absolutely idolize, and The Rock is one of them. And then you know it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and mm -hmm. Harrison Chuck Ford Norris. and people like that. All of, mm -hmm. yeah, Chuck Norris. You go back to back in the day, like my grandpa just like loved John Wayne. You know those those oh, type yeah, of guys. Mine like that. Too. But yeah, so I'm always curious who's gonna be the who's gonna be the next one. You know, right. like who who's it gonna be? AEW. Why did it? Form. Like, was it because people were dissatisfied with, with the status quo? Or was it just someone wanted to start something new? What, what kind of was that? Honestly, a little bit of both. So, the uh -huh. reality is, in WWE, they have a very specific way of doing it. You know, Vince McMahon has been booking for 30, 40, year, 40 years at this point. And uh -huh. some of the decisions that he makes, a lot of people disagree with. And some of the okay. decisions he makes as an owner on behalf of his wrestlers, some of his wrestlers disagree with. Um, so a lot of it is fans and wrestlers think that certain wrestlers aren't given a fair shot. They don't like the way that WWE is booking shows. So there was an opportunity to bring another major company into the US and that's what Tony Khan has really done. Um, and he's brought over some people in the WWE that were, in a lot of people's opinions, really looked over, uh, really talented people that didn't get the opportunities uh -huh. they deserve, and he's giving them that opportunity now, and the fans are absolutely eating it up. Like, before the pandemic started, the AEW crowds were some of the hottest crowds that I have ever seen in my life. And uh, even with 15% capacity, if you watch Dynamite Live on Wednesday nights, 
you will absolutely hear us scream and cheer consistently throughout the entire two hours. So, so it's on every every Wednesday, or is there Correct. are there more that are on? Okay. So they only have right now. They have two shows. They have AEW Dynamite that's on Wednesday at eight to ten o'clock Eastern time, and then they have AEW Dark, which is like some of the smaller names for the most part, and that's a YouTube exclusive show that's usually about an hour long. This on Tuesdays. They are going to be releasing another show on TNT, but they haven't announced what it's going to be yet. I'm assuming it's going to be another wrestling show, but I'm not entirely sure. Does it have an ongoing storyline? Yes. Or is it just wrestling? So there is storylines. Okay. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people really like about it. So the difference well, between... What's the current storyline going on? Like what's what, so, what's what's like like a big one? I just like yeah, just whatever you think is, is most entertaining. I have no idea what I have. <laughs> I have no context for this. So, so like, whatever you could just you could lie to me and just tell me that you <laughs> I just make stuff up. up, up well, that know. sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right now there's this storyline where um, there were these four guys that were all in the same group, and the group is called the Elite. And throughout the last year, I mean, seriously, it's been an entire year, they have slowly been building that these four guys were going to split up uh, and break apart. So they had at, uh, uh, I believe it was Revolution, it was one of the pay-per-views, these four guys had a tag team match against each other, and it was arguably, some people say, the greatest tag team match of all time. And it was an absolutely really? incredible spectacle. It was a 30-minute match. Uh, they constantly not only did these insane moves but they were literally tugging at your heart because these guys that you've been watching for years and in AEW for the last year they constantly split that they were no longer friends or, or teased that they weren't and it was just incredible well about a month ago it officially happened and the split happened and watching that moment has been insane and now the guy that they've kind of kicked out of the group he's like kind of sad and drowning his sorrows in alcohol and trying to reach out to his partners to so they can be friends again. Well, one of the guys is sabotaging that, even though the other two want to be friends with him. So I know it sounds like kind of ridiculous, but it is just, it is absolutely perfect storytelling. The guy that was kicked out of the group should be an actor. I mean, the emotions that he's been able to portray has just been absolutely spectacular. I know that sounds like a, a long way from Vincent Man and Stone Cold Steve Austin yelling at each other and Stone Cold <laughs> destroying the boss, but it, it is just incredible storytelling. I like I like that a lot actually. Yeah. Like I get it. Like like one of the things that I always say on the sh to, to the guests usually and usually off air is that a lot of times when you say your thing out loud, yeah. it doesn't sound that good or exciting. But like, and like, I don't know how many times I've said that about certain things like, oh, yeah, I'm not making it sound really good. And so you always have that <laughs> fear when you're saying it. Right. But you're like, Tr trust me, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, you're going to have a good time. And I don't know how many times we as fans have like put ourselves out there. And that's what this show is week after week. It's right. just someone putting in themselves out there. And so, like, I, I, I hear you, man. Like, it's just like you're. It, no, it sounds fun. Like, it's, it's like if you're into it, and you're buying into it, and and ready for it to be that there's these ongoing storylines, plus tr fantastic acrobatics. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, A lot of the matches have been so... compared to like Cirque du Soleil because they do so many, mm -hmm. so much crazy stuff. Like, it really is something else, man. Like, it's 
it's n nothing like any wrestling you've ever seen in the United States, at least on a on a national scale. What makes it different than like WWE, other than the fact that like they're spotlighting like independent, uh, sure. more independent uh, wrestlers? Yeah. So what makes it that that you're championing this? Yeah. So one of the things that really bothers me and a lot of people about WWE is they kind of put storylines together on a week-to-week -week basis. So they'll start something and either they'll completely change it in a matter of a few weeks or sometimes, and I'm not exaggerating, it happens all the time, sometimes they'll do something for like three weeks and then they'll completely drop it. And you're expecting this big payoff and there's never any there's never any payoff. You don't know what's going you don't know what happened. They just changed their mind and thought, well, we don't really have anything, so we're just going to not mention it anymore. AEW doesn't do that. They plan their stuff out months and months in advance. So, of course, oh, you have to kind of react that. to fans and that kind of stuff, right? But, but they have a uh -huh, plan. Of course. So, can you can you imagine if you were writing for a television show, right? Let's say if you were writing for, I don't know, NCIS, and you go, "Well, we want this one specific character to be, you know, have this running storyline to the entire season, but instead of planning it out, you go, oh, we did one episode, we'll just figure out the next episode when we get there. That's what happens in WWE a lot. Um, as a matter of fact, there have been reports over the last few months that Vincent Mann has gotten to Raw and SmackDown, torn up all the plans and started from scratch, and sometimes changes what's happening on the show in the middle of the show. And that's to the detriment of the wrestlers and the fans, where AEW, again, They've got stuff planned out, so they know what they're doing. Cannot tell you how much I appreciate that just as a fan of, of like fiction and writing uh, right. where you get left hanging. And because like there's this argument that like authors and, and creators don't have a they don't owe fans anything. Yeah. And, and, and to, to an extent that is true. I understand that argument. Uh, uh, the biggest one would be like. Uh, would be like uh, the Song of Ice and Fire with George right. R. R. Martin. Like he doesn't owe us anything as fans, but it's like, gosh, at the same time, you make your money off of uh, of people wanting to come back, and so if you destroy that goodwill, then what's the point of us even telling people to get started on it? If that makes sense, you know. Yeah. And I know you understand. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so it's the same thing. If someone's if someone's invested in something. Uh, if you're invested, and uh, that's one of the reasons I've always, I never tell anyone to ever watch Lost. Right. Lost is the biggest one of that. Like, I loved Lost so much. We named our youngest daughter off of a character off of Lost. That's how much we loved oh, wow. it. wow. And, but like nothing has ever been more disappointing than that final season. Like, it just yeah. like, and like they, you, you, you see these reports from the writers rooms where they never had any. They never were going to try and fix anything, any of those dangling plot lines. So yeah, we even if you're not a wrestling fan, then that hits home on so many different levels right. for so many different fandoms. Oh man, so AEW, so they're for the fans. They've listened to it. They they know understand the problem, and they've corrected the biggest one. Right, That's and you know great. There, there are still some stumbles along the way, but it's impossible for anyone to be perfect, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of so course. for the most part, they've gotten things right, and the few things they've gotten wrong, they've generally put a bow on it and ended it, or they've reinvented <laughs> it. Like there was, there's one okay. faction called the Dark Order, which were so not guys. great at first. Like they just, they just weren't right. Uh, but they've completely okay. changed them over the last few months, and now they're fan favorites. So it just—you you can reinvent people without 
totally taking them off TV for a year and then hoping people forget about how terrible they were and then bringing them back and having them be exactly the same. Like, just change it up a little bit. All you gotta do is, you know, change a little bit of the writing and improve your characters, man. Let your characters be who the person is. And a lot of things, times with wrestling, you talk to any wrestler, they're gonna say, the most over I've ever been, the best I've ever done, is when I took my own personality and turned it up to 11. And that's what Stone Cold did, that's what The Rock did, that's what John Cena did, Hulk Hogan. So let them do that and let them be themselves and they're going to get themselves over. These guys are professionals. I like that they can recognize that they're best when they're just being themselves. Absolutely. Uh, that's, yeah, that's that's a strong way to start. And I don't, because like, yeah, you could see that The Rock, The Rock, using that as an example, like The Rock isn't The Rock. You know, he's right. not that, where he's just, but he is at the same time. And like, we all have that character that we can turn on Correct. to be like, oh, I need to, I need to be this guy or, you know. Um, th so is when they do it on Wednesdays, um, their Wednesday show, you said that's on TNT? That's correct. what you said? Mm-hmm. What, what, is it live? It is live every single week. Ooh, that's great. Yeah, and if you can't watch it live, wow. you can watch it on the TNT app for absolutely free after it's turned off. Well, love, so there's no excuse not to watch it. Free is a great price. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people don't have cable, that's... and if you don't have it, just watch yeah, it on right. your phone. It's fun. Yeah, we have we have we do have cable, uh, which is it feels like we're in the minority, right? Which is funny, uh, and I have seen AEW pop up on there. I just haven't turned it on, right? Now, um, this is it safe for work? I know that it's people fighting, right? But other than that, would you say would it be something that like kids could watch, or or is it more of like? I mean, just use your own judgment on this. I mean, I, I'll watch an episode before I let the girls watch. Yeah, it, how old are your girls? Nine and seven. Mm, I probably wouldn't, just to be honest with you. Like, okay, I okay, yeah, yeah. They could watch good. WWE and it would be fine um, for the most part. There's quite a bit of I don't want to say quite a bit, but there's always three or four swear words in AEW. Um, okay. and it just depends on if you're cool with your girls doing that or not. Um, and there's blood. If you know, a lot of times people get busted open. That doesn't really happen in WWE anymore because they're a PG mm -hmm. show. AEW is a TV 14 show. So it's, it's a little more geared okay, towards teenagers and adults. Yeah. Um, it's far from being okay. dirty, but there's still some things okay. on there that maybe kids that young. If it were me and I were a parent, I'd want my kid to be at least 12 years old, I think, before I'd, I'd really push them towards watching AEW. Because it is, it is geared more towards adults and teenagers. No, that's great. That's that's great warning, man. I really appreciate that. No, that's, yeah. that's really good. Are there any uh, great female wrestlers in AEW? Yeah. I have daughters. They love good fighting gals. Yeah. So, like, who are some of the, 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 fem the great female wrestlers? So, the champion right now is Hikaru Shida, who is Japanese. It's based in, or has now moved to the United States. She wrestled in Japan for a long okay. time. Um, she is absolutely incredible. She has got years and years under her belt. Um, there's some other girls that have really been, you know, right now everything's a little crazy because of COVID. So they have a lot of Japanese wrestlers on their roster and United Kingdom wrestlers that just can't travel right now. Um, so some right, other really right. popular ones are Big Swole and Dr. Britt Break Baker. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker is absolutely <laughs> insane. She is a legitimate a great dentist. Name. That's like what she does for her day job. Okay. So she works in her dentist's office four days a week then flies to Jacksonville <laughs> to do her wrestling and then flies back and 
and works in her office four days a week. And that just blows my mind. Like, I couldn't imagine. Like, being a wrestler is hard enough, right? Or being a dentist has got to be insane. Can you imagine doing both? Right. Uh, no, no, that's not, that's a lot to juggle. Yeah, right there. And that's a, great. They have a really great women's roster. There's a lot of other girls that um, have been highlighted over these last couple months. Thunder Rosa, who is technically not on the roster, but uh, she has put on some amazing matches. Serena Deeb, and I keep naming names. They're just a lot of wonderfully talented ladies. Now, who's your favorite? Uh, member of AEW right now, or like top three? I, it's so hard to That's say. So hard favorite. to say. I get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna say Chris Jericho is my absolute favorite because I watched him as a child. Like literally, I was watching Chris okay. Jericho as at 10 years old in WCW. I watched him in WWE, and now I'm watching him in AEW. And he's just as good now as he ever has been, as far as on the microphone. He's still really good in the ring. He's just such a talented guy. Um. I don't know if I could specifically put anyone in order after that, but I'll highlight Darby Allen. Um, he is a uh, Samuel, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Ratch, I think. He is a skateboarder, and he's very talented mm. at what he does. He paints his face um, kind of like Sting used to do, so a lot of kids will paint their okay. face. Orange Cassidy is really cool. His gimmick is really weird. I'm going to explain it to you. It's going to sound stupid, but it's really great. Uh, Orange Cassidy is lazy. And that is his gimmick. So okay. he comes out wearing <laughs> blue jeans and a blue jean jacket. He like gets on okay. his on his back, rolls in the ring, and gets like a halfway thumbs up. But then he turns it on, and he is absolutely incredible. Uh, John Moxley is the champ. <laughs> I mean, I could keep naming guys. There's so many talented guys on this roster. It's it's just incredible. Now, are you more like? Is it the whole thing? Which do you do you prefer when they're on mic? You know, giving their their speeches, or do you like it when they're actually wrestling? Like, what is it that you look forward to, or is it just the whole thing? Like, it, obviously, you like the whole thing. Yeah. But, like, what's your favorite part? So, that's that is a great question, and honestly, I really love both. If I gun to my head, it's got to be in ring, right? Because that is the payoff. But preparing right. for the payoff is the stuff that they do on the microphone, and when you have people like Chris Jericho or MJF or Cody who are just absolutely incredible at cutting a promo. And there's a lost art in professional wrestling where instead of completely cutting down your opponent, you want to lift your opponent, make them sound amazing, but then go, yeah, but compared to me, you're absolute trash. And there's a lot of guys that are able to do that. Like, The Rock was great at that, right? Like, he did a great job tearing people okay. down, but when he really needed to, he could lift them up. Um, Shawn Michaels is another example. And uh, there's a lot of guys that can do that right now, and the payoff in the match going, okay, this MGF guy has been screwing over Cody for three, four months now. I can't wait to see him get his comeuppance. And it's just terrific. It, 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 but you gotta, you gotta have entering stuff. Without entering, there's no professional wrestling. Yeah, I do get it because you want it to build up. I mean, even in actual professional sports, like you right. have these storylines that are happening. We want Tom Brady to like... lose, right? We don't want Tom Brady to win anymore. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. And, and like you're in you're in Jacksonville, so of course you caught Minshew Mania and things. Yes. You know, like is that what's going to happen? And and you you see these, uh, you know, when it's off season with these trades and and people getting cut, like and then you want to see it played out. That's why I was so happy when the NFL season started. Yes. Um, was that like we'd seen all these marquee players go to all these different teams for the 2020-2021 season, and. You you want to see that played out, right. and so 
I, I always try and explain to people why you like sports. I said, well, if you like reality television, reality television is sports is just reality television where the drama plays out on a field. Right. That's just, that's just weird. exactly you're what just it watching. Is. It's just yeah, it's just reality television. Um, that's really good. So every Wednesday night, and then you said there's the YouTube. Uh, the YouTube sh- uh, show, and then you said there's pay per view. I doubt I'll do pay per view unless we get super into it. Right. But you, s- I know that that's a thing. That's a- how most of these people make their money is yeah, on these pay per view. They do it quarterly. Have, have you ever bought those? Uh, I've, I've bought all of AEWs. Um, when I was a kid, I bought okay. WWF and WCW pay per views all the time. Um, and then you know now with WWE, you've got the network, so pay per views are ten bucks, so it's way cheaper. Um, but they have like twelve or thirteen a year. Where with AEW they do it quarterly, so it's fifty dollars. But every show is just three and a half hours of blow away entertainment. Um, other than the last one, which was pretty good, I mean it was still really good. But in comparison, all the other pay per views have just been absolutely stellar and worth every penny. And you know they're fifty bucks, but I split it with three other people, so you know it winds up mm-hmm. being about twelve fifty a, a person. It's nothing for yeah. I I pay twelve bucks to be entertained. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What is on the pay per view ones that aren't you're not going to be getting on the? Are you going to get like the big fights are going to be yes. where you're going to see on the pay per view or? Yeah, so usually on TV you get yeah. one or two uh, really big marquee matches a week. Um, like this week we're going to be having a lot of, um, and not when the episode is released, of course, but when we're recording, there's a lot of round one tournament stuff uh, this, that is mm-hmm. preparing for the next pay per view. So. Mm-hmm. They're going to be at least four big matches this week, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But on pay-per-view, every match is important. I mean, most matches you've been built up for three months, two to three months, um, and there is an actual story going into it. So not only is, you know, these guys, they're amazing in the rings. Not only are you going to get a great match, you're going to get a great story told inside this match. Uh, and there's so many little so many little things that if you've been watching wrestling a long time that you can pick up on um, and even if not like you'll still really enjoy the little things because the commentators will tell you about it um, that are story driven inside the match like for example John Moxley versus Brian Cage the storyline is Brian Cage just came back for tear- from tearing his bicep well John Moxley couldn't do his finisher to Brian Cage because Brian's too big right he's a bodybuilder he's gigantic well, what he could do was put him in four different types of arm bars and rip his arm off. So it was just a little a little thing instead of going, oh, I'll just do my finisher and end the match. It was this five minutes of, oh, is Brian K- he's, a, he's a monster. Is he going to tap? Is Moxley actually going to lose because he's a fighter, right? So it's just, it, it had an interesting ending. It, it just everything about it was great. So, like, the pay-per-views are, like, watching the Avengers... Right. And the TNT Wednesday nights are going to be the individual episode, the individual mo- that actually movies is a for really the good characters. Way to put it. And most of the pay-per-views are matches only. So they'll have like little small segments, but most of the time uh-huh. you've got three and a half, four hours of match after match after match. Yeah, it's the payoff. You're building Correct. up during the week and then the pay-per-views are with the payoff. Absolutely. Man, see, I, I, dig, I dig that. I yeah. dig that a lot. Oh man. Okay. Well, I you know it's it's fine. I don't tell a ton of people this. I was a wrestler through high school. Really? That's cool. Yeah. So for me, people, we 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 look down on WWE and right. things like that. It's like oh, not real. 
But that was also at the time when I was in high school, like they really hadn't come out and like admit they they still kept that is it kayfabe? Uh-huh. Is that what they call it? Where yep. you keep you keep in character? Mm-hmm. They never broke that. And so it was like people who were fans of WWE and then people like me who was a, a, a wrestler, like it was like, okay, no, we can't mix. Right. Like we don't we can we it's don't, very we don't different. enjoy each other. Yeah, it's very, very different. So now now having it be that they will, yeah, they'll keep character and, and things like that because they're they're performing, they're performers, right? Which I appreciate, and I can actually get behind that. Man, like this actually changes my mind about a, a lot of things. Good, yeah, I'm this, glad. I yeah, I hope I, I'm sure. I hope somebody goes into this with like an open mind. Yeah, uh, similarly to a lot of a lot of the different things. Um, but this episode may be coming to an end, but the work is just beginning. Uh, Matt has given us the uh, the play-by-play for a great week. And for the response edition of this episode, me and Elise will be spending the week taking as much of Matt's advice as we can fit in. And uh, we'll report back to you in the response episode. Now, in the meantime, I hope you'll try his advice. Uh, or if you can add more to the conversation with your own expertise, you can contact us. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at like2, that's the number 2, like things. Like to like things. You can also leave a message on the like line at 661-279-0130, or you can email us at I like to like things podcast at gmail.com. Now I'll read or play the messages on that episode if they're positive. Now we stress this every week and I I keep doing it, but uh Matt is on here sharing the good news about his thing, trying to make new fans. You know, we only want positive uh, reinforcement because, uh, remember, you have things you like too. You don't want them made fun of or spoke negatively of or whatever. It doesn't really matter. You can also support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash I like to like things where you can join people like Gerald, the Galindo, Morgan, Dave, Jay, Paul, Parasak, and Tony. Uh, now, Matt, where can people find you on social media? So you can find our podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Russell Life Radio and at Russell Life Pod on Twitter. Uh, me personally, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Russell Life Matt. Um, I use Twitter a lot more, just to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Every, everyone uses one more. I, yes, sir. That's the way it works. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook guy and... It's, yeah, it is so funny to be on Instagram for an audio medium. Yeah, um, I remember uh, when when my friend Dan from the Dan and Cody podcast, like, man, you gotta go, you gotta get on the grams. Exact phrasing that he used, gotta get on the grams. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll do it. That's amazing. And so anyway, it's been a, such a great resource. And so your show comes out. Uh, you said two a week, right? Yeah, Wednesdays so, and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. Okay, wow, like clockwork. Yes, huh? sir. Oh, man. Well, Matt, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate it. Um, it, This was a lot of fun. I I had a good time. Dude, I've had an absolute blast. Thank you again for giving me this opportunity to hang out and chat and talk about something I love. I absolutely love doing this. That's, I mean, you seem pretty passionate, not going (laughs) to lie. Thank you. You got the the eye of the tiger Mm -hmm. is what you got. Uh, So I will see you all next week when the mission is accomplished. And remember, we can make the world a little brighter, a little friendlier, and a little more enjoyable by liking a few more things. 